0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Have you ever thought what you would do if Instagram is no longer a thing? Okay, I'm about to get really into this one. What's up, you guys? It's Katie Austin here, and welcome back to another episode of Austin AF. I'm really excited about this episode because I feel like I have so much business advice to share with you guys. And I know that I'm deemed, in quotes, as an influencer, but I really want you guys to see the other side of it. And first things first, let's actually just take back ownership of that word influencer because I think it should be pretty dope to be an influencer. You have a lot of power, and it shows a lot of strength that you can actually convince someone to buy something. And so you should be proud of that in my opinion. And there's a lot more that is just posting on Instagram that you guys probably think. And if you're trying to become an influencer or trying to sell products online, I think this episode is going to be really, really amazing for you. I've actually been in this business for longer than you guys think. I started when I was in college. I started my blog and my Instagram, I think when I was like a senior or like the beginning of my senior year, end of my junior year, before I ever thought that I could actually make money online. And I think when I started to make money off of my social media, I was like dumbfounded. I I truly couldn't believe it. And I have to be honest, it's a lot more money than you think it is. If you're listening to this right now, do not think that social media is just small money because I want you guys to know it is real freaking money. I just bought a freaking house. So if you're thinking about it, I hope that inspires you to start that page, whatever you guys, you know, love out there. Why don't you share it with the world? If that is a part of your passion, a part of your life, start sharing your shit because you never know who could see it and where it could go. So, I'm going to call this episode how to make money on social media even though I want to say not everything is about money and I'll get into this a little bit later. It's all about creating like a movement in a community online and sharing things with the world that you're passionate about but at the end of the day how to really make a business on it is what I'm really going to discuss with you guys and some of my best practices advice and tips since I've been doing this for oh eight years now. Eight years. Crazy. Um, It feels like just yesterday. And I've always really wanted to grow overnight. And it's kind of crazy to think like now I have over a million social media followers online across every platform. But at the same time, it's taken a long time to get there, you guys. I have right now like what, 330K on Instagram? And I feel like I've been doing it forever. And so I'm like, why don't I have a million followers? Like, I want to get to that next level. But at the same time, I've been consistent and stayed true to myself. I've never done anything like quick fixes overnight. So I think that's really important to note as well. Sometimes it's not about the followers, and we'll get into that as well. I also just want to say, this episode is going to be a full Q&A based thing. There's not going to be much like, extreme flow to it. So I actually did a Q&A on my Instagram and I just wanted you guys to ask me the questions because I'm doing this show and the podcast for y'all to learn off of it. So I wanted to answer your questions. So all of these things came from you and I am going to start with question one, which was actually the most asked question. How to grow a social media page. I think this is the most asked question because a lot of you guys are stuck at a number and can't grow from 1K to 5K, from 10K, whatever it is. I feel you on that. First off, like I said two seconds ago, quality of followers over quantity. So remember that. You want to make sure you're still putting out the message that you want to put out to the world without exploiting yourself per se. So don't do anything just because you think you're going to grow really fast from doing it. You want to make sure you have longevity to your career. So a few things that you guys can do to actually legitimately grow your page is collab with other creators. And I mean collab In a way that reach out to people, like literally DM girls that inspire you or people who are around the same follower level as you or maybe a little bit bigger than you and be like, hey, I love your recipes. I'd love to create a recipe together sometime or hey, um, I'd love to work out together sometime. Hey, do you want to just chat for coffee or anything like that? That's what I mean by collab. I don't mean collab by shout each other out. Sometimes you see on Instagram like these girls posting on stories like or even like giveaways or anything like to join the giveaway, you have to follow six people and you'll be entered to win. I think that's a load of BS to get yourself to follow, uh, to get yourself followed because you want the loyalty of the followers you don't want a follower who is one click away from that unfollow button and if they are just following you a part of a shout out or a giveaway it's not going to stick you want those followers that are going to stick so collab with someone in a meaningful way like I collab a lot of the times with one of my best friends Brock your body on Instagram and we genuinely like love to work together but it's helped us both grow we share our followers and we're not competitive at all about it because at the end of the day we're best friends and like like, My follower can be your follower. doesn't take anything away from the other person. And so try to reach out to people. Don't be ashamed to reach out to anyone at all because you have to be prepared to get a no from someone. Even if that person doesn't reply to you and it says seen, it's going to hurt your ego. Trust me. You're going to get a lot of those. A lot of seen, a lot of nos, but you have to be able to take it because you're never going to go to that next step if you have that ego and your feelings get hurt because that person doesn't want to collab with you. I have a funny story, actually, Um, over the pandemic, I reached out to this girl who is pretty well known now. And I said, hey, would you like to collaborate on a workout with me? We're both workout girls. um, And I only reached out and said this because, you know, I wanted to do a live workout together, like something like, you know, that would help both of us. Meanwhile, I did a collab with her two years before that, when I had 200K more than her. And I was More than happy to help. I honestly say yes to a lot of collabs because I first up, if I have more followers than them, I like to help out other girls getting started. And also, it doesn't hurt me whatsoever. uh, That saying, lighting someone else's candle will not dim yours whatsoever. So always help the next one in line. And so when I reached out to her, she literally said to me when I helped her two years prior to that uh, and she had the exact same amount of followers as me now, she literally said, I'll have to ask my team. So sorry. And I'm like, okay, um, like I, I know what it's like to be an influencer and your team is yourself. And so that hurt my ego a little bit. But after that, after I got over it, I was like, dude, okay, business is business. And at the end of the day, if she doesn't want to collab with me, I totally get it because that's her page. And you want to make sure that that influencer wants you on their page and like is open to collaborating. So don't get your ego involved. It's business at the end of the day. It's not always about like being all like I mean it is being nice to work with at the same time but you know what I'm trying to say it is your your Instagram page and your social media page is what you curate and so you have to love it so I totally get if someone says no as well so don't take it too deep as well what I always say about growing online as well is creating shareable content and I think someone like you know someone like me has Shareable content because I like to look at it as like, oh, I want to share this recipe with my friend. I want to share this uh, this workout with my mom because I want her to do it. So create content that someone will post to their story, will share with their loved one, and you know tag you in things because they love what you are creating. Shareable content is key. Also, it's not just posting whatever. Like sometimes, yes, I post my coffee and the shirt that I'm wearing, of course, because that's a, you know, a deep dive into my life and a little bit more personal. But at the same time, you have to think big picture. Think about creating a movement online. What is your purpose? What is your mission? And with that, a community will authentically arise from that movement, from the mission all right, you guys, before I get into some more business advice, I now have a quick ad break from Manscaped. So, roses are red, violets are blue. We love shaved balls. How about you? It's a great gift to, you know, give to your loved one, the man in your life that, you know, hint, hint, you might need to shave your balls. If girls are taking care of our downstairs, boys, you should be taking care of your downstairs too, okay? And the product that he's going to absolutely love the most in this package is is the Lawn Mower 4.0. This is their electric trimmer, and it's designed to trim the hair on loose skin. You know, it's really hard to get that loose skin, I'm sure. And get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on the delicate balls. (laughs) Mom and dad, I'm so freaking sorry. It even has a 4000K LED spotlight so he can shave anywhere your heart desires. So this Valentine's Day, make sure to check out Manscaped and give the gift that he has been needing. For our next ad break, a little bit more appropriate ad break, we are now talking about gut health. If you guys tuned in to the episode of Austin AF with Tina Anderson, first up, go back and check that episode out. She is a freaking amazing founder of just Thrive. And why I love Just Thrive so much is because they have extreme science and data backing why their probiotic is the best on the market. Just Thrive has breakthrough award-winning probiotic, and it's the only product on the market that has proven to turn your gut into an antioxidant factory. That's crazy. A cool fun fact, your gut actually houses up to 80% of your immune system. So a healthy gut is truly the gateway to feeling your best. Just Thrive Probiotic is vegan-friendly, gluten-free, dairy-free, histamine-free, and non-GMO as well. Make sure to check out justthrivehealth.com for 15% off. The code is all caps, Austin AF. And if you guys want a lot more information about it, you guys can go to justthrivehealth.com or you guys can also go back to the episode that I did with Tina. Again, she's the founder And she can deep dive a lot more into probiotics, but trust me, they are amazing for your gut and your overall health. So make sure to check it out. How did you get started and how did you know what to create? I kind of just touched on that a little bit, but how to get started. First off, I was really lucky because I have passions that are very visible and clear to my heart and soul. I love sports. I love fitness. I love food and I love friends. So those are a lot of topics I know, but at the same time, I kind of have a clear vision on what I post and my per se brand. But what I would say is really find, like if you are holding up your hand right now with five fingers on it, I want you guys to create pillars out of those five fingers. So for me, I have workouts as one, recipes is two, my show is three, um... <laughs> I'm like trying to think uh, my personal life and like my boyfriend and everything as four and then lifestyle, like drinking fun as five. And I think like those are like my five pillars um, that I kind of stick to and that you'll see on my page. Or I guess five could also be like SI swimsuit as well. So you kind of have like these like brand, like these branded types of posts that you stick to and you kind of find that niche in that way. So think to yourself right now, like what are your passions? What do you want to share with someone else? And also Once you start posting, if you like don't know where to start right now, just start because it's literally, you're you're never going to think anything's perfect. Just start and see what resonates with people. You might literally be like, okay, I love horses so much. I'm going to just start posting horses, but I don't think anyone else wants to see. You have no idea. Those analytics might skyrocket. So just start posting, see what the audience loves, check your analytics and listen to your followers if they love it or not, and then reevaluate from there how to know what to create. What I love to tell influencers is create a deck and a mission statement just like you are a product. So say you are creating a product that you're selling this coffee cup right here. Imagine that just like yourself. How would you sell yourself if you were the brand? What's your mission statement? Write it down and forever go back to that mission statement. I know sometimes your social media can be your resume and you can go back to it and tell brands like this is my you know my Instagram, this is my YouTube. But at the same time, you do need a deck. Write out a deck. It doesn't have to be too professional. I use Canva. If you guys don't know what Canva is, it's like the best app for beginners of graphic design. So download Canva, uh, make an account, and that's how I do like all my YouTube thumbnails, all my media kits, and every like thing that I send to brands as well to pitch myself. And it just kind of ups the professional level because people are like, damn, this girl is really taking her brand seriously. I love it. Also, another app that you guys should download on your phone is called InShot. And that's how I edit, and record all my workout videos and all my recipe videos. If you're wondering how I edit them, it's just called InShot and it has like so many, you know, different tools on the app and it makes your content super professional when it's not at all. No matter if that is on YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, just start. Because from there, your content will be ever evolving. And this is actually a really big tip, even if you were an influencer right now. Social media apps platforms and trends change all the freaking time. And I always say this because I think it's really important. About, eh, I'd say three years ago, I was asked my five-year plan and I was like, I don't have a five-year plan. I really don't know because social media changes so much. About two years later, um, so like what, 2019, yeah, TikTok arrived and how would anyone ever know, like Charlie D'Amelio, how would she ever know that she was kind become famous on an app that doesn't exist yet? So just change with the times and start because you never know what's going to happen from there. I think it's just so crazy to think that a new app could seriously come up in a month and you have to be ever evolving and changing with the times. And I think, um, I forget what TikTok creator said this, but I saw it on my For You page and Let me know who it was, but someone was like, Oh my God, do you ever look back at your content and like that you did like two years ago? If you're an influencer and you like look back and you just like literally crawl in your skin. That's a good thing, you guys. You want to cringe at yourself a year ago or two years ago or even last month because that means you're growing. So make sure you're ever evolving and you're willing to change as well. You're willing to create content uh, based on what your followers want and you're willing to really take constructive criticism if Something's not working on your page because you're going to do this to grow and to, you know, doing it for your audience and doing what the audience loves. So if if something's not working, maybe reevaluate. This one's a good one. And I want to talk about starting out with money when you are starting a social media page. And I know if you are trying to be a fashion blogger and you don't have much money to buy the clothes, that's a little different. And so I'm not a fashion blogger. I can't really speak to that. Maybe you can like try to borrow clothes and like ask brands if like you can borrow clothes, like go into stores and like literally take photos while you're still at the store and like say, I love this so much or something. I don't really know how it'd work if you're a fashion blogger and you're trying to do that because like I know a lot of fashion bloggers post like YSL bags. It's like, okay, I can't fucking do that. Um, but huge question. I don't have any money. How do I start? I want to preface this and say this because I had another question that says, how much money did your parents give you to start your business? And this is like a really big question of mine because I think people think because I come from money and my parents are really well off that like I was handed a hundred grand to freaking start what I do. Absolutely freaking not. I love being honest with you guys though. And I think that it's very important to be honest because I think a lot of the time you can look at someone like me and like, and I don't know, just like compare yourself and be like, oh, she started with money. So I'm I'm always honest with you guys. I didn't take a penny from my parents to start what I'm doing. I don't think I even needed to because I was just on taking photos online and like literally tripod myself to everything I did. But at the same time, it really helped not having student loans. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't paid off like student loans every month. And I think that's one thing that helped me get ahead and save money is because I don't have student loans and I lived at home for a year and a half. So those two things really, really helped when I wasn't really making money. Again, that was just a side note and I wanted to be transparent because sometimes y'all come after me. Anyways, I have some tips on how to start while you are on a budget. Business on a budget. Business on a budget. So, number one. And y'all might not believe me or not, but I started my social media. I had a job the entire three years out of college. No one even, I don't even know if you guys know. I had a full time job for three years out of school while I was also being, in quotes, an influencer because I didn't make any money from being an influencer to like 24 25 Seriously, like not livable money, that is. Like seriously, I think I made, I think it was like $300 a week on Fox Sports West or something like that. So truly that just paid for my rent. I didn't have money for anything else. So my number one thing is start while you have another job. Make it like a side hustle because how on earth are you going to just go straight into social media without anyone backing you monetarily? If you have an investor or your parents want to pay for you, I say full force do it because then you can really focus on social media and growing as a career. But at the same time, if you don't have that backing, make it a side hustle and just see where it takes you. It will be really hard at first, I would say. I side hustled for two to three years, two and a half years, I would say realistically, uh, without really seeing a huge income whatsoever. And that can hurt your ego, man. That can really hurt your ego. When all your other friends have like nine to fives and they're making like a solid salary, that's just like comes in no matter what, what they're freaking doing on their computer or not. And I had to like, hustle really hard um, until, you know, I was 25 without really not much coming through my bank account. And so I think that's another part that people don't really know. I'm like four years out of that now. So thank goodness. I'm like finally seeing like, a very, very solid good income off of it, but that just shows you it takes a lot of time. So if you can create that side hustle and wake up an hour earlier and work for an hour when you get home, I would suggest that to be honest, because then you still have that steady income as well. And another thing that I did when I was first starting out, so tip number two, is to sell services, not products. What do I mean by that? Meaning, It would be really hard to create coffee mugs. I keep going back to my coffee cup because I'm just looking at it right now. It'd be hard to create coffee mugs with no money backing and how do you create the product? But you can create coffee recipes and release them digitally and sell coffee recipes online. So I mean like sell your time online and sell your services. For me personally, that was selling my workouts. It cost me zero dollars. This might shock you guys. Zero dollars to create workout videos. I set up my phone. I press play. I upload it. I edit everything on InShot. I upload it. And people pay $10 a month for my workouts. And now I have like hundreds of workouts. But before, I really didn't. I had to really work hard to, in quotes, sell my services. And this actually brings me to tip number three is partnering with someone. And you, again, might be like, well, you have an app, Katie. You have a site. How do you do all this? I actually, this is full disclosure because what is that called on TikTok? When you you hold something in? Um, You don't gas at you. <laughs> you gatekeep. I'm not gatekeeping, y'all. I'm not gatekeeping. I have all the answers. No, I'm kidding. My parents are going to be like, don't tell more business tips. But I want to tell you guys because I think it's realistic. And when you're in your 20s, it's like, uh, who has 75 grand laying around? So I wanted to start an app. And I would go to all these app companies and pitch them my idea. And they'd be like, that's 50 grand. That's 45K. One app quoted me at 125K. <laughs> I was 24. I was like, all right, these people are crazy. Absolutely not. So, what do I do? What do I do? What does she do? What I did was, sorry, accent. Sometimes I get like really excited and my accent comes out. What accent? I don't have an accent, but <laughs> an accent comes out. What did I do? I partnered with an app company. So, basically, my app is actually co owned by me and the people who created it, and they take a percentage of every single user. So it's like an agency fee almost. So I didn't pay anything to get my app set up. I didn't want to pay the 75 grand and own it Unfortunately, because I didn't have that at the time and I'm still very happy with where I am right now because that just means every user that I attain, they get paid. And I'm totally fine with that. That that just means like the more money I'm they're making, the more money I'm making, if you know what I mean. So if you guys can partner with someone or your friend or anyone that you trust, I would really suggest that. Be like, hey, Do you believe in me? Do you want to help me out here? And I'll give you 20% of my business. Be careful with that. But if you are on a budget, it can really, really work. And that leads me to my next tip, tip number four. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I think this is really important. I think it's really important to tell people the help that we have. Like, I don't know if you guys know, but I have like eight people on my Austin AF team. I don't do this show myself. (laughs) Like, yes, these tips are my own tips and like all the content is mine, but I have like eight people behind me right now helping me out. And everyone needs to know that it's okay to ask for help. I think especially when it's something like your baby, your product, your social media, it's hard to ask for help. But I just recently, I say just recently, but it's an entire year ago, I hired someone full time. And that took so much off my back. And I want you guys to know that like, I don't do everything myself anymore. I used to, I used to grind till 2am I'm editing my videos and doing my customer service and reaching out to brands and hustling. But now I'm at this point where I hired someone full time and it feels really, really good to ask for help. It's hard to get there, I will say that, but don't be afraid. My next tip, number five, is really obvious, but sometimes we need a reminder. If you are growing a business on a budget, social media is free. At the end of the day, anyone can download TikTok, anyone can download Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, Pinterest, Twitter. You can download it and create content for free. You have no idea how many people you can reach. Like, it's wild. The internet's crazy. Create one viral video and you can sell 50 grand. That happened to um, a brand I was looking at on TikTok that wasn't just random. They literally created, I think they were like a... Uh, Bracelet company or something, and they had like 50K in sales in a day because their TikTok went viral. Like, how crazy is that, you guys? The next tip is to make a plan and be smart about it. I would say be strategic with what you are doing. Um, Like I said before, make that mission statement, that brand deck, and kind of have a little bit of a plan. You don't need a whole five year plan, and you should be ever evolving, like I said, but have some sort of plan. And my last tip is don't be afraid to fail because if you are creating a business on a budget, the one thing that could really fail is your time. Your time, yes, is everything. But at the end of the day, you'll be more regretful if you don't try. So please don't be afraid to fail. Valentine's Day is coming up and I just love giving. And you know, for that special someone, you might need to give to shave their balls. So if you guys are looking for a gift for your man on Valentine's Day, make sure to go to manscaped.com for our exclusive offer of 20% off and free shipping with the code, all caps, Austin AF. The package does not only include the lawnmower 4.0, but it also includes the Weed Whacker. By the way, they have like the most genius names ever. It's like freaking hilarious. It's a nose and ear hair trimmer to whack all of his wee- worst weeds. And Manscaped even threw in two free gifts, their shed travel bag, an anti shaving boxer brief to keep his boys stored comfortably. I know girls struggle from ingrown hairs as well, so um, this kit right here is to also help reduce in grown hairs and make sure that his balls and other parts are looking nice. One more time, our code here at Austin AF is just all caps, Austin AF, because we make it simple for you guys. And before the next tip on how to make money on social media, I just want to quickly tell you guys about Element, which is an amazing electrolyte drink. And what you guys can do is put the mix into your water or, you know, put it into a little alcohol. Just kidding. Don't do that. But at the same time, you will get hydrated as you drink, as you go about your day. If you guys work out a lot like me and you sweat and you need some electrolytes to replenish your body make sure to check out Element because it can really help with hydration. They have a ton of different flavors as well. They have mango chili, chocolate salt, lemon habanero, and my favorite is watermelon salt. But the reason I love it so much, it's actually zero grams of sugar. It's also a thousand milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium as well. So you're getting a lot of different nutrients and really great things coming into your body. If you want to try Element, you guys can actually go to drinkl Mnt.com slash Austin AF. So drink lmnt.com slash Austin AF for your free sample packet and stay salty. Now, my next question. This one's a little different than like business, but this was a huge question. So I'm not gonna talk too much about it because I think this could be an entirely different show episode. But a huge question that I got a lot was, how do you balance your real life with your social media? It's constantly being on social media for your profession, hard on your mental health. Hmm. Thank you so much for your question. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the toll you take if you do try to be a social media influencer. I'd love to sit here and tell you that I am the strongest thick skin gal but at the end of the day sometimes it really hurts to see some people hating on you constantly online. And I've talked about this in one of my earlier episodes. Um the more you grow, the more you get haters. And I have grown so much especially on Snapchat and TikTok lately. And oh my god, so much hate. So much hate. I've grown pretty gradually on Instagram, but those other two apps it's like new to me to get so much hate on, I would say, three different apps. And so what I have learned to do is A, not read my messages, B, delete a comment right away, and C, recognize that they don't know you. And I think that's really big. If I was to sit in a room with them, I know that they would come out being like, shit, I probably shouldn't have talked bad about her. I feel really bad now. In that Area, I think it does affect my mental health. But knowing what's real and what social media really actually doesn't affect my mental health. So you guys are gonna laugh at me. I don't think anyone knows this. Um, I I don't know where the other one is, but I have two phones. <laughs> I have two phones, and I got two phones. One for the huh, and one for the huh. Um. Okay. So why do I have two phones? This is like my biggest tip as I just finished talking about being on a budget. God bless, Katie. You're like so out of touch with reality, like be on a budget. So I have two phones. No, just kidding. Um, I didn't have two phones for a while. And I actually, my second one was, um, my, I have another phone that's fully paid for Verizon. So I actually don't pay for this phone. Um, influencer, influencer things (laughs) like literally probably listening to this hating me right now. No, I'm just honest. I have two phones. Why do I have two phones? First off, I think it helps my mental health so much. I have a real phone that I talk to my friends on and then a content phone that I just do work on. It's just like a work phone. Like my boyfriend has a freaking work phone. Um, anyone in finance has a work phone. Why can't an influencer have a work phone? And people are like, that's so influencer of you. And I, I mean, I kind of is, but at the same time, it's a work phone. And that is how I separate my like mental health from my real life. And it helps me a lot. So do whatever you need to do to make sure you're staying on top of knowing real life from fake life on social media. Stop scrolling all the time. I actually like had to put my phone away by 9 p.m. at night, I'm still working on this, and not check it first thing in the morning because it's not real life. You need to soak in real-life scenarios, hang out with your friends in real life, call your parents, and check in on some people that you might think you know what they're doing because social media is not always the truth. And I do that a lot. I check with my best friends. Um, I have amazing people to surround me. So I'll talk more about that later in a different episode because I think I could talk a lot. I just like got very passionate. Okay, next question. And I'm really, really happy that someone asked this because the answer is yes. Did you ever undervalue yourself with brands? Absolutely, lutely you guys. It took me so long to be like, no. I need to be charging more. I need to see my worth more when I'm partnering with brands. I think at first you just get so excited and you're like, oh my God, they want to partner with me. And like, you're like, I'll do it for free. I'll do it for like $50. But you have to know that like your time is money. And so at the end of the day, like you're creating content for them that's saving them time and saving them money as well. Like you are the creative behind it. And so you have to really value yourself when you're going into it. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of the times brands and see someone with like less followers and feel like they can take advantage of them. But if you, if you stand your ground and you're like, this is my rate, I won't do it for like less than this whatsoever. I think a brand will be like, okay, we'll meet you there. And if they don't, if they don't value you, then don't partner with them. The brand needs you more than you need them. There's going to be a next brand that wants to partner with you. I freaking promise. And one thing that I have learned throughout a bunch of burning situations, a.k.a. how many times I've gotten burned in this industry. I went to USC, so I've been in Los Angeles for literally 10 years, and I've seen a lot of shit, Um, and I've been taken advantage of left and right, and until I was like 24, I wouldn't do a thing about it, genuinely. I think you always have to have a contract before you start anything. Even if it's like free work sometimes, have a contract, you guys, And if you're like, well, shoot, I don't know how to read a contract. You can learn. I promise you. You don't have to go to law school to learn a contract because a lawyer is literally $250 an hour. Like, no, you're not doing that. I won't let you do that. I want you to learn yourself. Just read some lines and read what you're looking for exactly. Some lines and words to look out for is in perpetuity, meaning forever. They own you forever. You don't want that. You want a timeline. You want 30 days. You want 60 days. Um, On top of that, you want to be paid within 60 days. If it's past 90 days... Make sure it's just not because it's going to be really hard to be paid. Um, Look for whitelisting. How long can they use your content for their ads? That's a really big one. Sometimes brands will totally undermine the creator and just be like, oh, we'd love a photo of you in this outfit. And then you'll see yourself on an ad and you're like, wait, what the hell? So make sure the whitelisting and your name image likeness is to your liking. Then, of course, the next word to look for is exclusive Um, Like, is it exclusive at all? Do you have any exclusivity rights? Uh, Can you partner with other brands in the same category and for how long? Sometimes brands can like get you for a year and you'll have no idea. And so just make sure you're looking for keywords on the contract and have it always before you start creating the content because that's a way that brands could definitely take advantage of you. How do you make yourself visible to brands that you want to work with? So talking about free work. Uh, I think the best way <laughs> to get brands that you want to work with to work with you is to, no offense, do free work. I mean, coming off, don't be undervalued at the same time. But if it's like a brand you really want to work with, okay, I actually have a story. Um, I think I tagged Chipotle in um, hmm, once a month on stories for five years. I just got a brand deal with them. Like it came organically off of me loving and being passionate about the brand. Make sure you are tagging the brands that you want to work with because you never know who is going to see it, who is going to be like, dang, this girl is actually really amazing. We should hire her for our next campaign. And you want to be on their radar. So tag them in stories, tag them in your post and reach out to them over DM. Half the time, an account, say like Chipotle or, or I don't know, Lululemon, they're, run by real people like an account brand manager. And it's a real person. So if you want to work with a brand, DM them. You don't even need to have their email. These days, you could literally DM a brand and be like, hi, my name is Katie. I am a fitness influencer and I've been dying to work with Lululemon, and I would love an email address that I can send my brand deck to. I mean, half the time, 95% of the time, they won't reply. But if they're like a smaller brand and they are down, get their email, send your brand deck, be courageous, and be bold because you never know what's going to happen from there. Ooh, okay. I'm about to get really into this one. (laughs) Have you ever thought what you would do if Instagram is no longer a thing? I need to like get really comfy because I'm about to like— go really deep. Um, So what would I do if Instagram is no longer a thing? I think I really wouldn't be that impacted. And you're like, wait, but you're just on Instagram or, you know, you make money off of Instagram. Hear me out. I have like eight different platforms I have an email list. I think an email list is one of the biggest things that you guys can do. If you are in social media, ask for people's emails because if all else fails, you still can reach your people. I have a Facebook. I have a YouTube. I have a Snapchat. I have a Twitter, a Pinterest, a TikTok, um, a Triller. Like... a social media app that I have, you name it, I have it. And I think that if one app fails, then that's fine. I have followers on the other six apps out there as well, and I can still be an influencer. And that's why, in my personal opinion, if you're just starting and you're like, I don't know what app to go with, try them all at first. You don't know which one's going to hit. Imagine Emily Mariko never got on TikTok because she's just stuck to YouTube. No, no. If you guys don't know who that is, look her up on YouTube and look her up on TikTok as well. So that's just an amazing example. You don't know what platform is going to get you famous and going to make you an influencer. So in my opinion, what I do is actually try to be on all the different platforms. Yes, this is exhausting, but this is my full-time job now is posting a Snapchat every day, posting a TikTok, posting to Instagram, and yes... All of these different platforms are a different way to consume content. So I have to actually recreate each video and each frame and each uh, post in a different matter. But at the same time, I want to do that because I want to get the most engagement out of that one piece of content as I possibly can. That being said, this is something big to note. That being said, if you are more a photograph girl and you don't see yourself making long-term time term videos, a.k.a. you're more, you know, wanting to use Instagram and you don't think you're going to be good at YouTube. That's okay. I want you guys to feel comfortable with what with, with you want to do. Some people are not into creating 15-minute vlogs like a lot of other YouTubes are, uh, YouTubers are. And then sometimes, you know, the YouTubers aren't going to talk about you know, a photo about their shoes that they just bought or anything. So, find what works for you after trying all the platforms because, again, each platform is so different. And that's what makes me feel so secure with my job because I have followers on every single platform. All right, you guys, talking again about Manscaped. Just in case you missed the first part of the episode, I'm back to tell you about manscaped and why you need to get this for your man. I have an amazing Valentine's Day gift that you need to get for your man. If your man has a little bit of uh you know extra hair downstairs, I have the perfect thing for him to just let him know that he should be taking care of it and you know making sure his hygiene is top tier in the balls area. Sorry mom and dad. But I have exciting news because I have a discount code for 20% off, off Manscaped. And the kit comes with different tools as well. It can help all different areas, not only his balls, but also like his nose hairs and things like that. Make sure to check out Manscaped.com for 20% off with the code, all caps, Austin AF, to get your man the tools that he needs just in time for Valentine's Day. My next question is how do you make most of your money? This is a big one. And I'm spilling all the tea right here, you guys. I'm not going to tell you how much money I make because that's fucking tacky. But I will say the biggest way in social media to make money is having different revenue streams, having multiple ways that you have an income. Yes, this makes taxes really fucking hard, but at the same time will make your life a little bit more Luxurious. (laughs) luxurious. <laughs> I don't know. And so basically how do you make most of your money? I'm going to list out all the ways that I make money right here. So, strap in everyone. Number 1, I make money off investing of companies. So, I'm an investor of 9 companies now, which is so exciting, and I put my own money in. And some of them I did like a trade. So I would like basically post X amount of times and get, you know, X amount of uh, percent at whatever valuation. So it really depends on the company. But I put mo- a lot of money into, you know, different companies that uh, hopefully will sell. And that is a huge way I can make some money is investing. My podcast, YouTube show, and Snapchat show, a.k.a. Austin A if you're listening to it right now, baby. You hear those ad reads? <laughs> and then number three, My Snapchat. I actually get ads on Snapchat. I have, a, like I said, my Snapchat shows on there as well. And uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Snapchat gives away a lot of money. What do I mean? Uh, it's called Spotlight, and they actually gift money to people who go viral. Imagine you post a TikTok that has a million views. Did you guys know that you can make like $12,000 off that alone on Snapchat? Fucking post. Oh, I shouldn't cuss so much. I'm sorry. Post on Snapchat. Post on Snapchat Spotlight. Whatever video it is, you can be entered to win. They give away like a million dollars a week. What the hell? It's just free money that they're giving away if you go viral. Go to Spotlight on Snapchat. I have made money off of Spotlight. It's crazy. That leads me to TikTok. I have TikTok brand deals. So basically, um, just you know, like Instagram and TikTok, Basically ads, uh, I mean brands will pay me for ads and to use them for, you know, whitelisting and usage and uh, basically what it means if I post a TikTok video with a brand, say like this coffee cup right here, and then that brand will use it part of their ads so it goes to more for you pages, I get paid off of that if that makes sense. Um, Okay, and then YouTube. AdSense on YouTube is a real thing. It's like five cents per ad that I get. So if I have like 100K views on a video, I think that's like $1,000 or something. I don't know. My math is so messed up right now. You get the gist. But basically AdSense. So you don't even have to be partnering with a brand whatsoever. It doesn't even have to be an advertisement. You can literally make money just by posting a YouTube video because they have generated ads before and in skipped ad breaks as well. Next uh, revenue stream, my app. I have a subscription channel on my site and my app, people pay $10 a month. So again, that's selling your services. If you guys have guides, services, anything that you think you can offer people to help them become the best self, sell it online because you could probably help a lot of people. Uh, private events and training so if like a brand or um, a person or whatever it is wants to pay me to like come and be like an appearance to teach a private workout class I used to do that a lot before 2020 I haven't done that as much now because of everything going on obviously um, my next revenue streams are Amazon Live SI Swimsuit Commission Links licensing my workout videos to other different platforms that I don't even post about and then last but not leads my products so like my fit kit my band and everything like that so all I'm trying to say at the end of the day, is you're probably thinking, and you see me online, and you see me on Instagram, wherever you freaking follow me, and you're like, this girl's such an influencer, and all she does is post. It is so much more than that. I have over 10 revenue streams, and I think that's the way to go if you're trying to be a social media influencer. If you just have like Instagram ads, I don't know if that's going to be good enough as a full salary. Sometimes, you know, you we need more money than that to survive as humans and especially in Los Angeles. So try to have multiple revenue streams and be on all the different apps. And then on top of that, the next question I got is, what do you do if you actually don't like a product after trying it and they want to sponsor you? I don't do it. I literally don't do products I don't like. Um, I think that is how I've stayed authentic and true to myself and stayed authentic, true to you guys and have grown such a loyal following. I have gotten hundreds of emails from those skinny tea companies. And um, one time you guys would literally shit your pants. I got offered $15,000, like a year ago, $15,000 to do one Instagram post about getting M Sculpt. I shouldn't even give them freaking publicity right now. I turn it down. I'm like, I don't do this. Why would I ever tell my followers to do something because I'm getting money for it? It went against everything that I stand for. And yes... You're looking at $15,000 and I was like, I just want to like text all my followers to like ignore this post or like, you know what I mean? Like you see a check like that and you're like, damn, got to do it for the money. No, I couldn't do it. I literally had to turn down $15,000 for one Instagram post. All I needed was a photo and it's just like, well, why don't you just do that? I didn't want to because it was a lie. I would literally, I've never done M Sculpt in my life. I never will. I don't need to. I believe in working out, drinking water, eating healthy. So I don't even think that shit works by the way. So all I'm saying is I turn down a lot more products than you think. I get a lot of ad like deals coming my way and I think I turn down like 85% of them. I always have to try the product first and make sure I absolutely love it. Okay, I'm going to answer some of these questions a little bit faster and not go so into depth because I feel like we're running a little bit low on time. I just like want to share everything with you guys, but maybe we can do a part two episode as well. What do you do if you're growing in bigger brand deals, but not with your followers? I don't think this is a bad thing at all. I think this is actually an amazing thing. If you're growing in a brand deal and you don't need more followers, stay where you're at, stay true to yourself. I think genuinely brands care more about hitting the target audience rather than more followers. That's why you can know some Instagram models who have a million followers on Instagram, but someone like me will make more money on Instagram because I have a targeted audience of health, wellness, fitness, and like, you know, just more niche, I would say. And a brand wants to hit that target niche audience. I have like 90% women. And I think a lot of the time that matters more than the quality, I mean, the quantity of followers, the quality over quantity always. So don't worry if you are growing in brand deals, but not growing in followers. Brands want that targeted audience, that loyal audience that you can influence. Tips for someone in a creative rut. I love this one. I get in a creative rut all the time. If you guys are listening to this and you guys are already an influencer and you are in that rut, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to take a break sometimes and realize that you guys need to get re-inspired by what's out there. Surround yourself with inspiring people, people that are also entrepreneurs. And if you guys can, take some time off to travel, go to new restaurants, try new things, and really ask yourself what you want to put out there next. Because I think sometimes creating so much content can burn us out and we can be like, take the joy out of it. The entire part of being a content creator and being an influencer is having so much joy and love around creating content. And I really mean that. And I think it's honestly a really great way to sum up this entire episode. I have so much more to say though, but a great way to sum up this episode is that you guys have to love creating content you guys have to breathe it in a way that you're passionate about in your heart and soul. Because if you're not, your followers will know. If you're creating content and you're just like, I hate this every single day, you're never going to grow, succeed because you have to be consistent at it. And I think that's a huge thing about just like becoming an influencer. It's not always about just posting content. It's about being passionate about it and loving it. And also realizing it's harder, more exhausting work than people think though. Um, So you have to be into it because it's a real job. Even though a lot of you online say it's not a real job. It's a real freaking job. It's exhausting. And you're putting yourself out there. You're being vulnerable. You're being courageous. So make sure to, throughout everything, money aside, I want you guys to stay your most authentic self online because we are in a world, we're in an industry that is very toxic, very fake. But once you are true to yourself, that's the most successful thing that you can do. Mic drop. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. I have so much more to say. I'm like looking at my laptop right here and my list goes on for, I'm not kidding, a half more page. Oopsie. But I want to do a part two maybe. And you guys can ask me more questions after listening to this. You'll probably have more questions. So stay tuned for part two of this Austin AF um, how to make money on social media uh, episode. And I hope you guys really love it. Feel free to DM me, by the way. Ooh, that's another really good tip. Interact with your followers. Make sure that they feel loved. (laughs) But anyways, make sure to DM me. I'm really sorry if I don't get back to your DM. I actually get 100 every single day on every single platform. And so if I don't see it, make sure to DM me again, message me again, because I promise I want to get back to every single one of you. I love you guys. Hopefully you guys got a little bit more insight into my life and my career and what I do. And you don't just look at me as an influencer in quotes, but as the same time, you guys should own being the word influencer. Being an influencer is pretty freaking dope. Anyways, I love you guys. I could talk all freaking day, but I won't. Let me know if you guys have any questions and I will see you guys next week. We'll oh, oh,